Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. <laughs> hey, interesting that my brother shared the uh, around the giving tonight and shared a scripture about how God's ways are higher than our ways, His thoughts are higher, because tonight I want to talk about God's way. I'm going to talk about ways, and I want to specifically talk about God's way. And you know, I've been coming to church, this church, for coming up to 25 years, 15 out of choice, and I've been coming here for 15 years out of choice. And I just want to encourage you and stir your faith for tonight because I know that at every service I have been to in this church, within it is the potential for God to do a great work in my life and for God to drop something in my heart, God to supernaturally drop something in my spirit, which is gonna help bring about God's purpose in my life. I believe God can do that for you tonight. And all it requires is you to have an open heart, to have listening ears, You know, the Bible talks about different types of soil that the seed of the Word of God falls on. I just want to encourage you to have good soil in your heart tonight to say, God, what is it that you would have me hear and do from tonight? Because tonight has the capacity, not the night, not the service itself, but God in the service to minister to you. And so I know that Pastor Jared's already prayed, but I'm just going to pray more so just to pray for myself because I'm going to preach. So let's pray for me. Jesus, thank you for tonight. And Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather around your Word. And we just pray, Lord, that within the next 20 minutes or so, Lord, that you'd be seen, that, Father, your truth would be communicated, that it would be received, Lord God. And that, Father, we would all leave here tonight, Father, with what you intended, having had taken place in us, Lord God. And so we just give you praise in advance. And most importantly, God, we just ask that anyone that's here tonight, that Lord is in this service and currently currently doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Saviour. I just pray, God, that even now, draw close to them, Lord God. And Father, draw them to yourself and may the, tonight be the night that they receive your miracle salvation in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Well, I want to talk tonight about God's way. And as a church in this season, we have really felt that the message for our church is that wisdom builds the house. God has a great, unique plan for your life. And God is wanting to build something great. He's wanting to shape you. And God is wanting to mould you. That The Bible likens Him to a master clay maker, making something beautiful out of the clay that is us. And godly wisdom... We talk about wisdom builds the house. It's not just any kind of wisdom. It is godly wisdom. That is, that with the wisdom of God, something great can be built with your life and from your life for the glory of God. And godly wisdom, everybody, is to live life God's way. To live life in the ways of Christ, in the teachings of Jesus. The, The word way or ways can be certainly how you do things, the way that you do something, but it can also mean the direction to go. I'm going that way, I'm going this way, you're going that way. But godly wisdom is is actually both. It's how we live and it's the direction we take. Godly wisdom, biblical truth, 
the ways of Christ. It is the best way and it's how we should live because the alternative is too destructive to you and your family. His ways are how I endeavour to live and He is the path that I can take to salvation. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Jesus is the only way to have a connection with God. And godly wisdom is to pursue the only way that works and the only way to true salvation. Let's read John 14 verse 1 together. It's going to come up on the screen for us and it says this, Jesus speaking, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know Him and have seen Him. Everybody, Jesus is the way. I want to challenge you, stop trying other ways to find God. Stop trying other ways to find connection with your Creator. Stop trying to find other ways to salvation, to forgiveness, to a new life. Stop trying to find other ways to meaning and purpose. Jesus Christ is the way. Other, other deceptive, counterfeit ways may provide relief for a moment, but only in Christ are we free and satisfied for eternity. We're going to revisit a passage of Scripture that I shared on Sunday, and we've been sharing it semi-regularly of late, and it's going to come up as well. It's James 3 verse 13, and it's entitled, Heavenly versus Demonic Wisdom. So let's read this. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Everybody, there is an alternative. There is another option for us than the ways and the wisdom of God. In, in His love and His wisdom, God has given us the choice to make. Now you might be like me and say, I wish that He hadn't. But you'd never be able to be in a loving relationship with Him without the choice to not follow Him. Your, your devotion to God would mean nothing without the choice. You know, counterfeit ways include, but are not limited to, that's usually what I say when I'm trying to make the word count in an essay. Counterfeit ways include, but are not limited to religion, toxic religion, 
self-righteousness, which is connecting to God through my own means, finding God within oneself, you know, and evident in every other religion is what I can do to connect with God. No other religion or faith system has someone declare, I am the way to God. And praise God for Jesus because He is the way to God and He's done everything that is needed for us to go that way. Christ is the connector. Now, deception is a belief that there are multiple right ways. Deception is a belief that there are multiple right ways, multiple ways to God, multiple right ways to live, multiple right ways to do things. I will find my own way. I will carve my own path. I will find the way that is right for me and I will celebrate the way that is right for you. You know, Proverbs, the book of wisdom says twice that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. There is a way that seems right to a man and its end is death. You know, Deuteronomy 30, let's have a look at this. This is God giving His people a choice. Deuteronomy 30 verse 11 says, Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. Here we go, verse 15. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Two ways, two choices, life and prosperity or death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you're not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Verse 19 says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I have set before you, here it is again, life and death, blessings and curses. And just in case you weren't sure which choice to make, the Scripture says, now choose life. So that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to His voice and hold fast to Him. For the Lord is your life and He will give you many years in the land He swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. This question echoes throughout time that God before man has set before us the choice, life and blessings or death and destruction. And God even knew how stupid we can be in His Word. He says, I set before you life and death. When He's speaking to the Israelites, life and death, choose life. He has to say that because you will see today in society around the world, people are flat out choosing death and destruction. They are choosing a way to live their life that is leading them to death and destruction. The confusing part is, is that it's not death and destruction the day they start doing it. It can feel very good. It can look very good. But it says many ways seem right to a man, but its end is death and destruction. We see in that passage in the Old Testament, two choices, two ways. 
You know, Jesus echoes this concept multiple times and I love how He puts it when He says, enter through the narrow gate for the wide, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Narrow gate, wide gate, it's a picture of the options. It's a picture of what's available to us. Are we going to choose the way of Christ, which leads to life? Or are we going to choose the way of the world, the way of the enemy, which leads to death and destruction? There are two choices set before you tonight, to choose God's way and to not. Satan's deception, the devil, is making something black and white, 50 shades of grey. His deception is to take something life and death and turn it into 50 shades. And we can ask questions, where on the death spectrum am I? I'm only a little bit dead. I'm only a little bit enslaved. You know, during the pandemic, I had a friend who was really keen to get to the movies. And it was when the movies were still open, but we we couldn't leave the house. And especially if you had COVID and this guy had COVID and let me know, he said, I've got COVID but I really want to go to the movies. I said, mate, that is just unwise. Don't do it. And he said, I'm pretty sure I've only got a little bit of COVID. (laughs) So I said, where on the spectrum are you with your COVID? Listen, you've either got it or you don't. What's set before us is an option to go God's way or to go the other way. It's life, it's death, it's blessings or it's curses. The choice set before you tonight is black and white. It's not 50 shades of grey. But as we're discovering earthly wisdom, demonic wisdom, the culture of the day doesn't like binary anymore. We turn everything into multiple choice. But there is only two. There's only two. It's God's way and the way of the world. And the Bible tells us in James 3, it's an earthly, demonic way. There isn't a spectrum of lostness to God. John 10 verse 1 says this, Very truly I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And then verse 10 here, really speaking to Satan, says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You know, the devil is after your life. The devil is after your purpose. He's after your impact. 
He's definitely after your salvation and He's certainly after your lineage. The devil wants you living life your own way. The devil wants you living life your own way. It's the most effective way to enslave somebody. And if you don't believe me, one of the core teachings of the satanic church, a foundational teaching is do what thou wilt, which means do what you want. So the opposite of the Christian church is the satanic church, which is seeking to be a mockery of our church, the real church, and seeking to undermine us, but certainly seeking to destroy people. Their core teaching is do what you want. Why is that? It's because when we do what we want, it is destructive to us, to the core. It is the opposite of the Christian teaching. Doing your own way, living life your own way, seeking your own way is a very quick way to get enslaved. It is a very quick way to see destruction in your life. When Jesus sets before us the option, life and death choose life, the death side looks like choosing what I want, my way, what serves me, what feels good today. It's a scary thought. An effective way to be free is to live life God's way, which is to do the will of God, to do the will of the Father. One will free you and give you life and life more abundantly and the other way will steal from you, kill from you, kill from you, kill you, kill from you, and destroy you. All right, three points to show us the difference in the two ways set before you. He set before us life and death. Everybody choose life, choose God's way. Point number one, worship of self versus worship of God. Here's the two ways. Set before us is to live a life of worshipping myself or to live a life of worshipping God. And you might be thinking, that's so ridiculous, Jordan. I don't have a statue of myself anywhere. I don't lift up my name in praise. But in the way that we live our lives, our lives are so self-serving, self-seeking that we have made an idol of our own comfort, our own pleasure and our own happiness. Romans 1.25, speaking of a corrupt people, says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. But man, today we're so deceived we do worship ourselves. Life is about elevating ourselves. Life is about climbing the ladder. It's about me attaining something for me. It's about seeing my name lifted up, my name in the bright lights. It's a worship of self. But haven't we seen it time and time again where for a season it looks awesome? Whereas for a season that person is doing well. But we see consistently people fall from grace, don't they? All the way down as Satan's way, whether they realise it or not, is tormenting them from the inside out. Worship of self will torment you. Worship of God will heal you. Worship of God will bring clarity to your existence, clarity to who you are. You know, heaven is going to be a place where we are worshipping God. It's a place that is the way everything was intended. You know, we pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The way things are in heaven are the way that things should be. And it's a place of worship to God. You know, I want our church on earth to be a place that looks like heaven in terms of its worship to God. 
but it only happens if it's filled with a people whose lives are worshipping God. There's two ways, the worship of self, the worship of God. Number two, temporal pleasure and eternal pain or temporal pain, eternal glory. It's a bit of a tongue twist to that one. Here's the two ways set before us. You can live a life of temporal pleasure, yet experience at the end of it eternal pain. Or we can on this side of eternity have some temporal pain, yet look forward to an eternal glory. You know, 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I think this is what confuses Christians sometimes, is that we watch people making ungodly choices enjoy a very nice life. When I was a, Christ, a young Christian growing up in church, I was under the assumption that anyone that didn't know God just had the worst life. I was shocked to find out there were people that were very ungodly who had three jet skis, a boat. They're on a six week holiday in Morocco, living it up. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I thought that their life should suck. Mine should be amazing. Yet there I was just having challenges with my homework and needing new shoes and all sorts of first world problems, which at the time felt really bad. <laughs> but that is the way that Satan likes to lull people into a sleep is he gives them temporal pleasure so that ultimately for eternity, he can land them in some pain. It says in the Bible that, you know, what does it gain a man if they gain the whole world, let use their, lose their soul? And one of the ways that people lose their soul is through temporal pleasure, things that they enjoy this side of eternity, which are actually eroding away at their soul. Yet, yet the Bible speaks to a life as a believer where we may experience temporal pain, whether that is through persecution. Now, don't get too excited. We live in Perth. If you're like, I'm a persecuted Christian, I beg to differ. You need to get out more. But certainly temporal pain, perhaps, not in the sense of being persecuted, but maybe temporal pain in your body. Maybe temporal pain in your heart, something grieves your heart, this side of eternity, maybe the loss of a loved one or a situation that didn't make sense. I wanna give you hope that you have temporal pain this side of eternity, but awaiting on the other side is an eternal glory, which far outweighs the pain of everything else. I'm getting a revelation day by day that I don't mind if my life this side of eternity looks a bit cooked, because I know on the other side it's not. And I don't, mind, I don't mind being judged by people this side of eternity who are balling out of their brains thinking my life sucks, yet it doesn't. <laughs> they might think it does is what I was trying to say. But listen, set our eyes on the things above that are eternal, not on the temporal. Can I encourage you here tonight, don't be lulled into a sleep enjoying the pleasures of this life at the expense of sowing eternal seeds, of serving God with the things that really matter. We live a different life. We live the way of Christ. If glory to God and service to God looks like you being down in the dump serving this side of eternity, you've got nothing to your name, praise God. I know when you get to eternity, you'll have a couple of things to your name and there'll probably be people. 
who are saying, thank you for sharing the Gospel. I'm here because you came. All right, number three, last one, number three. The two different ways. Denial of God versus denial of self. This has accidentally become a bit of a social commentary, this message, accidentally. In a lot of ways, it's a description of what's going on. Denial of God. Is this not happening in culture today? You know what's so interesting though is like sometimes people don't deny all gods, just the ones that came to correct and to heal, to maybe change something about you. You know, there's more kickback in America specifically to teachings of the Bible than there is to teachings of the Satanic Bible. And the reason that is, is because the Satanic Bible is not asking you to change anything. Which leads us back to point number one, worship of self. Don't touch the way I do things. But point number three is this, denial of God versus denial of self. The way of Christ is to deny oneself, to say, I am not the way to God. I do not have the answer within myself. I don't have the capacity within myself. I don't have the righteousness within myself. I actually need to die to myself express my need to God, my surrender, my submission to Him so that Christ may come alive in me and bring me into the will of God for my life. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, verse 24. Jesus speaking, He said, Then He said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. Matthew 10, 38, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus says to His disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. You know, on the pursuit of self, we lose God. And on the pursuit of God, we get over ourselves. We lose ourselves. That's why the Bible so beautifully teaches us no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. That will not happen if you don't put yourself to death. And that's why it's so hard in this day and age because it's all about celebrating oneself. I'm not celebrating myself, I'm celebrating Christ. I'm cooked. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to contribute. I've got no power yet. Christ is alive in me. He is full of power. He is full of wisdom. He's full of grace. My identity is not who I am within myself or unto myself. The answer's not there. It's in who I am to God. There's two ways, everybody. There's a way which is worship of self. It's about temporal pleasure, but it leads to eternal pain and it's about the denial of God in your life. That's the choice set before you. It leads to death and destruction. Maybe not today, but it says that many ways seem right to a man, but in the end, leads to death and destruction. But there is a way that leads to life. It's the way of Christ. It's the way of of a new life, of salvation, of transformation, of power. And it's a life of worship to God. It's a life perhaps of temporal pain, but with the promise of eternal glory. And it's a life filled with the denial of self. You know, way can mean two things. The way to do things and also the way to go. I just invite the whole team to join me.
way can be, the way you do things can also be the way to go, the path to take, the road I can go through, the road I can go on. You know, God's way in both of those meanings is Christ. If you wanna live a life of freedom, not enslaved to the things of the world, not enslaved to the demonic, you need to live in the ways of Christ. In the way that I live my life, I I listen to what Jesus said and I endeavour to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit that's alive in me. And it also is understanding that the way is Jesus. I can have eternal life because of Jesus. I can be made right with God because of Jesus. It's not by my own works. It's not by anyone's works so that no one can boast, but it's a free gift. It's the grace of God. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. In a, in, in a world that's confused about the ways to connect with God, I wanna just cut through the noise and say, Jesus is the way. In a world that's confused about what the truth is, I wanna tell you tonight, Jesus is the truth. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.